Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The lights are out. Curry gets it, the lights go out. The game is over, and we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Golden State Warriors lose tonight with a final score of 119 to 104. The Warriors now have lost three of their last four. Golden State, of course, after snapping that two-game skid, beating the other team from Los Angeles, that being the Los Angeles Lakers in that narrow, exciting win over LeBron James and company at home, winning by two. They go on the road and take on the Clippers. That down to the Southland, and tonight they get spanked pretty good. In that second half, the Warriors, keep in mind, down just two at the break. They were actually ahead after one in a very exciting and thrilling and entertaining first quarter in which, you know, the Clippers shot it well. Both teams around 60% from the field. The Warriors, however, from that point forward, just could not stay pace with a Clipper team that I tell you what, you know, tip your hat to Teron Liu. I know that's hard to do for you out there in Dub Nation. That's the guy, of course, who was – at one time patrolling those Cleveland Cavaliers that led them to an NBA championship, and we all remember what happened to that game seven back in the day. I don't want to go back and dig up that memory, but, you know, he is becoming, and not only becoming, I think you have to recognize him as one of the top-tier coaches now in the NBA. I mean, he's doing this and keeping a, a Clipper team together without the likes of, obviously, no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard, but no Luke Kennard, no Norman Powell, I mean, you know, and this is a Clipper team now hovering right around 500 and a team that's playing well. And it's always about, you know, how you finish as they head towards the postseason looking to get into that play-in game. But that's, you know, that's the Clippers. Enough about them. Same old, same old pretty much for the Golden State Warriors tonight. They fall to 42-16, and 16, now five games back of the Phoenix Suns. So you're, you're almost pretty much, a, well, don't want to call them a lock, but almost – at this juncture, you're looking pretty much ensconced at that number two seed out there in the Western Conference 
as, of course, we get ready for playoff seedings. And the storyline again tonight was, well, yes, the Clippers shot it well. The Warriors came back down to earth in that second and especially in the third and the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, the Clippers stayed on that ridiculous pace and just simply shot the lights out and had one of those evenings. And it was only not only that they shot from the perimeter, but again, it was an interior presence that the Warriors simply have no answer to. And this is becoming a repeated story, a repeated theme. We saw it, you know, on these recent games and these rash of losses. Mitchell Robinson, not to take anything away from this guy, but come on, man. Mitchell Robinson, you know, dominating the Golden State Warriors in the paint against as the center for the New York Knicks. Hassan Whiteside, his day's clearly behind him, but looking like, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and a little bit of a of a Bill Russell and, and Mr. Uh, Will Chamberlain, when you think about the dominance he exerted over the Golden State Warriors. And this is just, you know, it's a Warrior team, first of all, that lacks bigs, even with Draymond Green. You take Draymond Green out of that equation, and these guys can feast. And every team knows it. Of course, when you're taking on the Warriors, and certainly the Warriors know it as well, that they're going to get exploited. And Kevon Looney can only do so much. In fact, I think Kevon Looney is better, and he's such an important part of the Golden State Warriors, and he's had such a remarkable season. He's almost better when he's extended. You know, he can guard one through five, but he's almost better guarding, you know, one through three and one through four. When he has to go in the paint and match up with the likes of the Zubats of the world and Hartensteins, he just doesn't have the sort of bulk, or it's not, he's not very. His skill set isn't really made for him to be in the paint banging with these guys. And he is so good as a defender, but not necessarily being a bruiser in the paint. And then, you know, after Kevon Looney, then who? I like Jonathan Kaminga, but again, you just see Jonathan Kaminga. He's just simply outsized. And, you know, whether it's Julius Randle manhandling the kid, tonight it was Zubats just simply having his way with the kid that and the Warriors who have no answer. But... Before I lean on Kevon Looney, I I have to give him his just due and a shout-out to Kevon because this is just further proof of this guy being able to guard anybody outside. You you know, typically, if you have a a big and somebody goes small, then you got to remove someone like that of Kevon Looney because you have matchup problems. Kevon Looney's one of those guys at 6'9", 6'10". You know, once you get into that area, you get amongst the trees where he has the ability – to stay on the floor because he has that sort of lateral movement. And it was proven tonight as he picked the pocket of Reggie Jackson. One of the few highlights of the entire evening was that. Yeah, it sounds somewhat obscure, but it was it was Kevon Looney about 25 feet from the hoop, and Reggie Jackson wanted to cross him up and, and go after Kevon, which a lot of, you know, a lot of smaller players make that mistake. And Kevon Looney. As I mentioned, he can stay with him with his footwork and tonight was able to pick the pocket on a clean strip of Reggie Jackson. But it was one of the few things that Reggie Jackson did not do well tonight as he was able to shoot it well. Speaking of Reggie Jackson, this guy come from? Reggie Jackson, sort of a journeyman, and he's had a couple of good years, of course, most notably out there in Oklahoma. But in the playoffs last year with Kawhi down and Paul George pretty much a one-trick pony, he said, hey, man, I'll help you out as well. He was huge in the postseason. So it just goes to show you sometimes when you give guys who are seldom players as far as getting the spotlight and getting that sort of run, 
You give them an opportunity, and they can shine. And he hasn't looked back since. As the Clippers, again, I'm impressed. 119 to 104 winners. Not by the win tonight by the Los Angeles Clippers, but the fact that Teron Lewis kept this team competitive. If that's Doc Rivers who's still at the helm, that team's 20 games under 500. <laughs> Sorry. If you're a Doc River fan, dude's one of the most overrated coaches going. Teron Lou, though, hey, listen, doing a heck of a job keeping those, you know, keeping those Clippers afloat as they wait for some help and hopefully getting healthy out there. Meanwhile, when you talk about the Golden State Warriors and health, we do this just about each and every night, but we got to go there. And that is, when are they going to get bigs? When are they going to get help? Well, the trade deadline is coming gone. You can talk about, all right, buy in. What are you going to get? Don't look there. Because most likely, you're going to get something off the scrap heap. And you don't just need a seven-footer for the fact that somebody's seven feet. It's got to be somebody of some level of quality, right? There's got to be a skill set. So if you're looking in-house, first of all, it's Draymond Green. Draymond Green ain't seven feet. He's 6'7", but he makes you such a better defensive team. He makes you such a better team. And his absence, while the Warriors were able to play well for a while, they won the nine straight. It's now clear, it's clear that this team is circling the drain and just trying to stay afloat until they get Draymond Green back. When is Draymond Green coming back? It should be, if you believe what it is that he says, maybe in the next 10 days, two weeks potentially, but they clearly need him. But Draymond's not going to be all the answers because even Draymond, you know, there's only so much he can do. And like they say, you can't teach seven feet tall – and Zubats, who goes at, what, three bills plus, that's just too much, even for that of a, of a Draymond Green. They're going to need Weissman. And you're going to need, again, you're going to have to look in-house. And Weissman can't be, you know, he's not the end-all here because you don't know what you're getting out of this kid. But it's becoming very apparent, right, that the Warriors and uh, – listen, you don't need me here on 95-7, the game with a live mic, to tell you that this team needs to get, needs to get big. But it's becoming so obvious, whereas they were able to mask it early on in the season especially. And again, when Draymond's playing, and you can, you can scrap to a certain degree, right? You can body guys. You can box out. You can get loose balls. You can tip. But you can, you know, you can work. You can outwork another team. But that, that, that requires so much energy to do on a nightly basis that sometimes it's just nice to be seven feet tall and snare a rebound and head the other way. But Zubas, man, it's Christmas Day for these guys. He knows the Warriors are coming to town. Since when is this guy able to box out? When is this guy able to take it down to the post, down to the dots, and just have his way? That's what he was doing tonight. <laughs> he was just too much for the Warriors. Like that of Mitchell Robinson, like that of Hassan Whiteside. And now they close things out against the Denver Nuggets. And they got to take on last year's MVP. And when you talk about centers and you talk about seven-footers, well, it's either Joel Embiid or this guy that is staking the flag as the best in the NBA going right now. When I say the best in the NBA, this is in 2022. Usually when you talk about you know seven-footers with some level of talent back in the day, you're talking about guys that would play out of the post. You're talking about the likes of a, you know, Patrick Ewing and company. Not the way it's done these days. But rest assured, as much as Jokovic can step outside – and give you that feathery touch, and of course he can assist. That might be, I mean, you know, he passes as well as he does his score. But he also has an interior presence. 
And as much as he likes to play out there on the perimeter, he will indeed back down the Warriors because he knows who's coming to town and he knows exactly what the Warriors are all about and what they do and, more importantly, what they don't have. And that is somebody that can match the likes of somebody with his height, weight, and skill set. And the Warriors just – Steve Kerr knows this. He's just he's like, you know what, man, I, I'm bleeding. I just want to get I want to get to the all-star break, hopefully get some guys back, and then we can make a run at it in the second half. But you're gonna have to get big. You can talk about walking down the Phoenix Suns, you can talk about an NBA championship this year, but you're not gonna do it unless you address the paint. Is it is it the return of Draymond Green? Is that the end all? Or do you need more? Because if you hearken back to the days when the Golden State Warriors were winning NBA titles, they had bigs, right? I mean, you had Andrew Bogut, and Bogut was a rim protector. Bogut, listen, if Zubats is on the floor, Bogut, he can handle that. If you're taking on the Joker, Bogut would be able to handle that. Now, obviously, when teams would go small, you know, Bogut was, he'd get used, and you had to take him off the floor. And then when Bogut, of course, led them, helped them to an NBA championship, then you had the likes of Kevin Durant. Now, Kevin Durant, a different sort of a big, but he got you rebounds, and he could block shots, and he was an interior presence. You were big. The Warriors, when they've won NBA titles, I'm not saying it can't be done, but this is a high-wire act because you're going to be reliant on the likes of a Draymond Green and then I don't know who, Kevon Looney. That's why I think that the young man, James Weissman, he has got to be improved. And we'll know a lot about this guy. Matter of fact, there's good news that, well, I don't know if it's good news, it's, it's taken a while, but he was in three. You know, this is sort of like the way we're updating. You know, we were updating Clay Thompson about, what was it, about two months ago, having three-on-three drills. It's a step, but he still hasn't graduated to five-on-five, and then eventually he's got to get down to Santa Cruz. So you're, you're looking at a process here. You're clearly looking at a process before – you get the return of one James Weissman. But but you got to know what you have here. And I'm not saying he's going to come back and be able to give you that presence in the paint, but you have to find out sooner rather than later. And you want to know whether or not he's improved because the last time I saw him, thoroughly confused when it came to defensive rotations, and teams knew that. So even though you get James Weissman back, if it's James Weissman of a year ago, you're better off with Draymond Green and just sitting him and going with Kevon Looney. Because right now, I know, you know, it'd be great to get this guy in the pick and roll, to have him run the full 94 feet, wrap it around your back at seven feet tall and dunk on people. But right now, what the Warriors need is a seven-footer. And James Weissman, your job is to get in the paint. Give me, I don't know, can you give me eight to ten minutes and watch these guys and not let things get out of hand? Because that's what we need. I'm going to open up the phone lines, 888-957-9570. Start things with Drew. Drew, my man out in Oakland. What's up, Drew? How are you tonight? Hey, Devon, man. How are you? What's going on? How are you? I'm doing too good. I'm not doing too good. Uh, just to echo what you were saying, you know, I've been saying that since like November. We go from having five or six uh, bigs on the roster a couple years back to having just Looney. And I, I'm listening to uh, Kerr on the post game saying, Oh, we're trying to get to the all-star. It's just all crap. I mean, when are they going to – they didn't do anything at the trade deadline. There's all these bigs out there. And, yeah, you guys might have to get rid of a couple guys that, you know, you like on the roster to, to get some bigs, but it's too late now. That's come and gone. 
there's no one on the buyout market. And like you were saying, uh, you know, is Draymond going to be enough? I don't think so. And when is he coming back? After the All-Star break, there's only, what, about 25 games, 24 games? This team hasn't seen uh, Draymond, Curry, Clay, and Iguodala on the court at all, at all. So if they if he comes back in April, that's going to be too late to make a run. There's and if he goes down again with another injury, what what are they going to do for? There's no one to bang, no one to get uh, guard the rim like you're saying, and it's just frustrating because I've seen I saw this in November. I was calling you and JD and. Oh, they're going to be okay, and you know, listen to Kerr, this and that. It's just I'm over it, man. What do you think, Devon? Appreciate it, man. You have a good night. You as well, Drew. That's a good call because he's spot on. You only have 24 games remaining in this season, and everybody's talking about well, you got to hit your stride, and at some point we're going to get healthy, and that's when we make our run at the Phoenix Suns. That's when we get into the postseason. And that, and that's when we're going to go. You know, we're going to walk down the Suns, get to the NBA Finals, and once again have that celebration, not in Oakland this year, but in San Francisco with another NBA title. Well, time's running out. When's Draymond going to come back? And even when Draymond comes back again, you know, there's still a hole there. And the other, the other issue that you have to concern yourself with, because I think Jonathan Kaminga is going to play a huge role going forward. Because you know you're going to get out of Steph. Steph, by the way, 26 at the half tonight. He he looked he looked like Steph. You know, in that first half, he looked like Steph. Finished with 33 to lead the way. But Clay Thompson is going to get there. But Clay's not consistent yet. Clay, after that big night against the Los Angeles Lakers, and you always think when he's returning to the Southland and playing in front of pops, that he's going to go off. But but Clay, you know Clay's not there yet because he's not giving you a consistent level of that sort of play. It's just, it's coming, but it's not there. And the same with Jonathan Kaminga. It's interesting. The two guys that helped lead the way in that victory over the Los Angeles Lakers, that being Clay Thompson and Jonathan Kaminga, who was huge against the Lakers in a nationally televised game, both took a step backwards tonight. You can't have that. You cannot have that, Warrior fans. You need that consistent Clay. And Clay, it's coming. Clay, you understand, right? Jonathan Kaminga, he also gets a pass because he's a rookie. The thing with Jonathan Kaminga is that you cannot only bring it on the biggest stage, on the brightest lights in front of the country when it's nationally televised. You got to do it on the next game as well. You got it. I mean, look at Andrew Wiggins, right? Wiggins learned that he's got to bring it each and every night. He is now a reliable, consistent threat for the Golden State Warriors. Took a while to get there. And Jonathan Kaminga, I think, He's earned his way into the rotation, into the postseason. And he is going to be an X factor with his basketball team. But we just have to go through this developmental stage where he gets to a point where you can count on him each and every night. Right now, huge against the Lakers, disappears against the Clippers. Although he had a monster dunk, and even though when he disappears, my man, that dude is still fun to watch. He can still go. And Clay Thompson. Still getting to that point where he's a consistent score, and it's it, it, it'll come. But again, you know, to Drew's point, you got 24 games to go, and everybody I know, Coach Kerr has just been waiting. All right, when everybody gets healthy, maybe get Weissman back into the fold. Here we go. Well, it's got to happen now because the Golden State Warriors are sort of running out of time. But it's still a team that has the second best record in the NBA. So let's not get in the trees. But the bar has been set so high. 
And I'm not one of those, you know, in the beginning of the year, people would tell you, well, listen, if I was to tell you that the Warriors are 42 and 16 going into the break with just one game remaining, would you have taken that? Yeah, that, that's amazing, right? Because I don't think any, I think they've exceeded expectations. But you live in the here and now. And right now, the expectations for this team after getting off to an 18 and 2 start, it's NBA championship or bust for me. I don't know about you, Dub Nation, but right now, this is a team that, from what I've seen with the depth, and with Clay coming back and Draymond when he's healthy, you got to win a title. Anything short of that is disappointing. So we will find out just exactly what they're going to do when they make that stretch. Because we're we're at the top of the stretch, man. Here we go. And when you make that run, you got to have all your horses. So Draymond's got to come back, and Draymond's got to be Draymond. He's got to be that same cat that carried this team for the most part. He along with Steph. In the first half of this season. And then you need somebody in the paint. There has you gotta address that. And you gotta give James Weissman an opportunity. But how much can you rely on a kid that at times just looked like he was so, so over his head a year ago, especially defensively? That's a scary proposition. Warriors lose tonight with a final score of 119 to 104. This is Dan Avon with Warriors Wrap Up. We're going to continue and hear from Coach Kerr. And we continue after this on 957 the game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Over to the left wing for Moody. Posting up Kaminga, left block, back to the basket. Has the mismatch on Jackson. Spins past him and jams it down over Hartenstein. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. That's Kevin Dana filling in tonight with the call. As the Golden State Warriors fall tonight, they get spanked pretty good by the Los Angeles Clippers in the final score of 119-104. to Welcome back to Warriors Wrap-Up. This is Dan Avone along with you as the Warriors now at 42-16 and 16 on the season. Five games back of the Phoenix Suns with 24 games remaining on the 2021-2022 season. Time now for the shot of the game. The shot of the game is presented by the County of Santa Clara. Step high on the left side, a screen from GP2. Step back, left wing, three, cha-ching! Stephen Curry is in the building and feeling himself tonight in the crypt. Well, those last two, neither of them hit the rim. <laughs> They're right in the heart of the net. Six for six, 16 points, four of four from downtown. 
That was the shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID-19 booster shot now at SEC Free, VAXVAX.org, or, or, or call 211. That's SEC Free, VAX.org, or call 211. That is your shot of the day. Warriors again falling tonight to the Los Angeles Clippers. One stat that I got to throw out at you is the Warriors tonight points in the paint. How about 54 to 40? Does that not sort of drive home what it is that we're talking about here? Were the Clippers getting 54 points in the paint to the Warriors' 40? And it's not as though the Clippers got any talented bigs. I mean, Zubats, he's serviceable, but he, he shouldn't be all that. But he was tonight. And again, it's that constant theme. And I, I know we can go elsewhere in this game and talk about what it is that the Warriors didn't do well as far as shooting. Clay Thompson... I don't, know if, I don't think Clay scored in the second half. Matter of fact, I know he didn't. And he finished with just seven points. We had Steph Curry as the shot of the game. He had 33, but keep in mind, I talked about Clay Thompson not scoring in that second half. How about Steph with 26 at the break? So only seven from that point forward, only seven in that second half. So, you know, the Warriors unable to shoot it well in the third and the fourth quarter. And that's sort of, you know, where they're at right now, where they need to shoot from the perimeter. They got to shoot well because, again, with no interior presence, not only does it hurt you on the defensive end, but you're not getting second-chance opportunities on the offensive end as well. Let's just run down some of the numbers on the game tonight as the Warriors, again, losing by 15 to fall for the 16th time this year. Jonathan Kaminga had the 10 points. Kaminga in 28 minutes, again, getting the start tonight. And, yeah, listen, it, it was not a strong performance by Kaminga. Just, again, a flurry of turnovers, uh, some some fouls, again, that uh, I, I think were avoidable, some of which, you know, he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt simply because he's a rookie. But it, it's been sort of the, the storyline on this remarkable season from a guy that I think, again, is going to play a huge role for the Golden State Warriors going forward. When I say going forward, I'm not even talking about the month of February and or March. I mean when you get in to when, it's, when, it, when it counts. We're talking about May and in the postseason. But Jonathan Kaminga right now, it's one step forward, two back. Andrew Wiggins finished with 13. And again, keep in mind, the majority of the Warriors starters not playing throughout the majority of the fourth quarter because things were pretty much settled at that point. Kevon Looney finished with seven on the night. As I mentioned, Steph Curry had 33. Clay with his seven. Jordan Poole. A standout performance. He was good tonight. He finished with with 13. Damian Lee had five. I know Damian Lee's name has been kicked around and bannered about frequently when you're talking about, all right, well, if you have to go out and get a big, if you got to make some sort of a trade, if you got to make, you know, some sort of a roster move where Damian Lee seems to be expendable. Uh, I wouldn't disagree with that. The only problem there is it's all in the family at this point. You got to go talk to Papa Steph, and just and I mean that in all sincerity, because that's his brother-in-law. Steph Curry's sister is married to Damian Lee. You just seriously, you have to. I I would approach that, and I'm saying this is going to happen. This isn't breaking news, but if you're going to get rid of Damian Lee, you got to make sure that Steph's in the loop. He's got to let him know, hey, listen, we have an opportunity to get this guy, and this is why we're doing this. You cannot, you cannot get Steph Curry. Not that Steph is this sort of guy. Not that Steph would ever walk down this road. But you just want, and not that the Warriors would ever handle it any other way. 
because they're a class organization. And Steve Kerr is, listen, Steve Kerr is, he's, he's way out in front of these sort of things. But that's, when you're talking about, and I'm just going off the text line, and I've, I've seen this and doing shows here, one of the more frequent things that I, I come across, whether it's text or calls, is Damian Lee, it's time for him to pack his bags. And I'm not going to disagree with you, especially if you need to, to make room on that 15-man roster to bring a big in. You know, Damian Lee, not that he's a bad player, but, you know, he's a guy that I, I think is, especially, and if it comes down to him or Chris Chioza, I'm a Chris Chioza guy. Chris Chioza does not turn the ball over. And Damian Lee is a guy that I don't think Steve Kerr's, you know, well, I'm feeding the beast when it comes to the text line and sort of taking the pulse of Dub Nation that Damian Lee is the guy that should be shown the door. I'm not necessarily sure that Steve Kerr is in your court because there's basketball is so nuanced, especially when it gets to the level of that of a Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr sees things that you and I don't, and, and it's all those little things. And if he perceives Damian Lee as a glue guy, a guy who understands the system, a guy who knows how to box out, a guy that's giving you plus minutes, he ain't moving Damian Lee. I mean, we see things in a very, you know, it's, a, it's very linear, right? Like, you know, score, don't miss shots, stop screwing up. But there's a lot more to it. There's a backstory oftentimes to what it is that Steve Kerr's looking for a guy in certain minutes. And if Damian Lee is providing that, then he's not going off this roster. Otto Porter Jr. tonight finished with seven on the night. I just got to give a shout-out to Otto Porter Jr. Because as we talk about a team that's in desperate need for somebody to rebound the basketball, I think at times he's their guy. I think Otto Porter might be your best rebounding big man on that front line for the Golden State Warriors. He doesn't get rebounds, you know, that don't matter. It's not a rebound off a missed free throw. He gets big boy rebounds. He goes in the paint and mixes it up. He's one of the few guys on that Warrior team that will snare rebounds in a crowd. Otto Porter has just been huge. I mean, when they pick this guy up in the offseason, like Otto Porter, yeah. I mean, really signed that. I think he signed a Supermax deal at one point with Washington and then has just been fading. Perfect. He's been perfect with the Warriors, giving you that inside-out game. We knew that he could shoot from the perimeter, a perfect war in that regard, the perfect length to defend and extend, but also his ability to get in and provide you rebounds, to me, has been somewhat of a surprise. It's the other guy, because I always sort of, you know, I always pair Otto Porter and Bielitsa. You think Damian Lees, you know, on a high-wire act and teetering on, on getting shown the door? I think Bielitsa's almost there. I think Bielitsa is sort of playing his way not only out of the rotation, but maybe out of a Warrior uniform. And how many opportunities can you give this guy? And I think Steve Kerr is doing just that, giving him every opportunity for him to prove that he can, you know, they can continue to contribute. But if you can upgrade and somebody's looking for somebody that's edge of the roster, I think Bielitsa is more expendable as much, if not more so, than that of Damian Lee. Moses Moody got some run tonight, finished with three. The before-mentioned Bielitsa, he had five on the night. And then GP2, he had a digit. Juan Toscano-Anderson did not score as he got some time as well. Up next for the Golden State Warriors, they're going to do battle with the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets who are injured like that of the majority of the NBA. Welcome to basketball in 2022, whether it's COVID or what have you. Michael Porter Jr. is out. We know Jamal Murray is out. But you know who they do have? That's that big fella in the middle. By the name of the Joker. It's not his real name. Mr. Jokovic. And 
here we go. You know, we're not talking about this isn't Ja Morant. This isn't Kyrie Irving. This is a star who happens to be seven feet tall. That is a bad, bad mix for the Golden State Warriors right now. Because the Warriors need a big. That is it. That's where they're at. And we thought a year ago when they went out and got Weissman at number two in the lottery that maybe those prayers were answered. Uh Uh-uh. And if you're counting again on James Weissman, we just have no idea where the hell he's at. I mean, I know where he's at physically. He's trying to get back, but I have no idea as far as basketball acumen and physically what you can rely on this guy at this point. But the season may come down to a guy who hasn't seen the hardwood the entire campaign. Just where is he at? Because the Golden State Warriors clearly need a big, and it's been the you know it's been a, it's it's been a drumbeat over the last two weeks, and now it's just getting painfully obvious. And again tonight, I didn't you know what going into this game, I didn't do the pregame show, but the last thing I thought about was Zubots. <laughs> I didn't even factor in Zubots being a guy that could be a difference maker. But silly me. If you're over seven feet tall and you get any run on an NBA team, you are going to have a career night potentially against the Golden State Warriors. Warriors lose it 119 to 104. Coach Kerr was talking about tonight's win, and I'm sorry, that being their loss. Let's hear from the coach of the Golden State Warriors his thoughts after tonight's loss. So the last five games or so concerned you, and what doesn't? I think the main thing is our defense has just been bad. You know, it's been bad for six, seven games now. I think so. It's it's hard to win in this league uh, when looking like we are defensively with so many holes in, in in our game. Whether it's you know tonight it was just on ball defense. They just spent the entire game at the front of the rim, couldn't guard guard our man. Um, last game it was box outs, back cuts. You know every game it's been something a little different. So our defense has just been uh, really poor. And uh, if that's the case, it's it's tough to win. So we got to get better with that. That's just pure effort, focus, basically, heading into the break. Combination, yeah, combination of effort, focus, being connected, you know, five five guys on a string. And uh, so that's that's my job as a coach to to get them back to being a very good defensive team. I know we're the number one defense in the league, but we're not right now. You know, those numbers are inflated by, you know, what we did early in the season and um, over the last – seven, eight games were probably, you know, bottom five, if not dead last in the league in, in defensive rating. So it's up to us. We, we're going to have to find the, uh, the effort, the uh, communication, uh, the connection to get back to doing the things we were doing earlier in the season. You're saying getting back to what you guys were doing before, but how do you try and do that without a guy like Draymond? Well, I mean, the, the one thing that you can do is communicate and, and stay connected um, no matter who's out there. And that's the number one priority when, when you're a, a team, you know, of five players on the floor, uh, everybody has to know what the, what the coverage is. Everybody's got to communicate it. Everybody's got to help each other. And uh, we were all over the map tonight, no matter what scheme we were in, we were uh, out of position, uh, lacked communication and they took advantage of it. They just, uh, you know, drove right to the rim um, time after time. So tough night for us defensively. The Clippers were great, and uh, they, they earned the win. Now we gotta, we got to get better. Steve, there was some talk about uh, size issues 
you know, last week, like especially on the boards. But does that show on defense too when there's when there's not a big extra rim or get a go against Bebach? Or I mean, how, how do you how does that figure in? Yeah, tonight didn't feel like it had anything to do with size. Um, they just went right around us. So um, point of attack defense was was the main issue tonight, but it's been something different uh, each night. And and that's what I was saying before is uh, when you can't count on um, the connection uh, defensively uh, and, the, and the competitiveness and the fire, um, every night's going to be a little different in the NBA based on, on the talent that you're going against. And, uh, you know, Clippers are a really quick athletic team and they just beat us at the point of attack all night. The other night, as I said, it was, you know, a lot of box outs and back cuts and transition stuff. And, uh, so it's, you know, it's something new every night. How much, I mean, obviously as a coach, I'm sure you're in there, you're trying to get their focus back, but how much of it is the reality of where the point of the season, you know, you're a few days from the all-star break, you guys have had a good, first half and just maybe the complacency that comes with that. Yeah, that's definitely a, a part of it is uh, just where we are in the season, but, uh, you know, Clippers are in the same place and uh, every team is facing the same stuff. So um, you can't use that as an excuse. You have to go out there and compete and, and uh, put up a fight defensively in order to, to give yourself a, a chance to win. And that's what we're going to have to, find a way to do uh, starting Wednesday and then after the break. Were they able to pretty much take away any secondary options after Steph offensively? Yeah, well, we, we just weren't getting any penetration. You know, they spent the whole game in the paint offensively and we spent the entire game on the, uh, behind the three-point line um, without getting much penetration at all. So they, they just dominated. That's Coach Kerr tonight trying to explain away a 15-point loss to the Los Angeles Clippers and again addressing something that we had talked about as I toss to that sound, and that is the lack of defense, which has clearly been a problem for the Golden State Warriors. And it was interesting today, he was talking about no communication. You got to stay connected, especially without Draymond. Listen, you can't make the excuse that Draymond's not here, so we're going to suffer defensively. No, there's still got to be that effort. You can still communicate, and you can still schematically do what it is that you're supposed to do. They're not even doing that. I mean, guys are getting uncontested layoffs. The Clippers, Reggie Jackson driving straight down the lane and getting to the rack. Can't happen. And maybe the absence of Draymond Green mentally is resonating in the back of the head of the Warriors right now, thinking that, well, you know, we can't be very good defensively. We don't have Draymond. Well, you can still communicate. Again, as Coach Kerr said, and stay communicated and stay connected. I mean, you can still give that effort. You may get beat, but you can't play like that. I mean, look at Teron Liu. Again, not to use him as an example, but he's got this team competitive, and he has his mantra, no excuses. They don't have George. They don't have Kawhi Leonard. They don't have Kennard. They're without guys. They're without their best players. But he's he's clearly no excuses. You can, you know, we're, we're here to get to the postseason, even without those guys. And they're, you know, they're exceeding expectations right now. And listen, when you think about the Golden State Warriors, even during that championship run, and this is just fundamentally true for anybody who's ever picked up a ball and played organized basketball at any level, it always starts with defense. As much as we got caught up in the Splash Brothers and shooting threes and everything that Kevin Durant did, each, and go look at it, statistically the Warriors were always amongst the best teams defensively during that championship run. 
And same held true in the beginning of this year as the Golden State Warriors get off to that remarkable run. Guess where they were at defensively? One or two in the league. That has always been a constant theme with this team. It starts on that end. That's what allows them to get out and run. That's what gives them those open spaces and the threes and play the sort of basketball that we're so accustomed to. But it starts on the defensive end. And right now, defensively, they need help. Up next, it's the Denver Nuggets. That'll do it for me. We're done with Warriors wrap-up, of course. We're back at it tomorrow, starting with the morning roast. Until then, this is Dan Devone for 95.7 The Game. I'm a man, Sterling Bennett, saying good night, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.